This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So keep that in mind. Yeah, hey, forget I asked. <laughs> That'll definitely It'll do. Ew. Join the f- Discord. It was the least fun I've ever had playing this game. A small but vibrant and extremely humble community. No, I've seen the sleeves, but I'm like, you said you're suiting up and then you put your sleeve on. Thank you for saying that. Because I'm a demon on the keys. Next thing I know, we're both dead. I immediately left the lobby. In Vietnam. What are they playing for? Are they playing to win? <laughs> Stay humble. Stay humble. We are live! Welcome to The Drop Shot, episode 21. Uh, my name is Casey, also known as Razanon. I am joined, as always, by my good friend Tanner. Tanner, say hello to everyone. What's going on, everybody? And uh, today, we've got an interesting episode... Tanner and I have not leaked what this episode is about, and we're going to leak it now since we're doing it. Uh, but first, a couple announcements. So, number one announcement, we were having some issues with our uh, with our shop, and the issue was they copyright struck us because of the Call of Duty text. I'm not sure if that is actually copywritten, but... The 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 shirt vendor or whatever the fuck uh, didn't want to take a chance, I guess. So they copyright struck it. Uh, so I I contacted my guy that made the logo. I'm going to have him make another one without Call of Duty in it. So it's going to be the same logo. It's just except it's going to say the Drop Shot podcast. Uh, and then once I get that, I will reopen the shop with the uh, modified logo. And then we will have... Um, we will have that back up and running and I'm also going to be doing it for the fan art that we received, which I, uh, I showcased a couple episodes ago. So if you, if you didn't see that, you can go back or you can just wait until it's in the shop. It's a really cool, uh, like alternate logo for the pod, which I'm a big fan of. So that'll be in the shop as well as our official logo. 
So keep your eyes peeled for that. Up next, another little announcement. I got a sign. A light sign is what it's called. I saw someone on Twitter a long time ago advertising this, but I wanted to wait until we had a really dope logo before I spent the money on uh, making it into a sign, which I've now done. So I'm going to go full screen so you guys can see this. Look at this, dude. So this is glass right here. And then in this base, a bunch of light comes up. And it's like 3D printed with our logo. So then it looks like that. Like this is just a very thin piece of glass with a bunch of engraving on it. And if I, if I deem it necessary, I can change the color on it too. Now it's red. Necessary. Now it's that. Now it's this color. Uh, so that is the new sign. I'm a huge fan of it. Unfortunately, the light controller for that like also works on the other one on the fucking dumb lights, which is kind of annoying, but we'll figure it out. So that's cool. Cost me a hundred bucks, which is not that bad for how cool I think the sign is. Uh, I still am not sure if I'm going to have these lights on because it makes it kind of difficult to see the light, the, the sign. But again, you know, we'll figure it right the fuck out. I'm not too worried about it. God damn it. See, I can't change one thing without the other. It's so fucking annoying. It's the same exact remote. <laughs> it's not the same remote. It's a different remote, but they use the, the same infrared light signature or whatever. Yeah. So that's funny. It's not great, but we'll figure it out. So, all right. So anyway, we got the sign. I think is pretty cool. Look a little more official now. Um, and then the last stream or the last announcement I want to make is that Tanner has been streaming and it's been going quite well. Wouldn't you say Tanner? It's been going quite well. Thank yeah. you everyone for following. Uh, we are, I'm probably going to hit affiliate tonight. Ideally. If my, computer, if my computer does not explode, melt down or cause a house fire within the next hour, then I will get affiliate tonight when I stream after this episode. Which is fantastic. That's fantastic news. We love to see it. Yeah, so thanks for all the follows. I tweeted to follow Tanner, and then a bunch of you did, which was great. Um, and they've been a lot of fun, especially last night. Last night was the best stream Tanner's ever had. It was like his third stream, by the way. So uh, that was great. And um, in case you're wondering what you might be missing out on, if you're not watching his stream, let's take a fucking look. So this is a clip that Tanner hit last night. Uh, and let's just take a, let's just take a, let's take a little, a little browse here. This part coming up right here is so gross after this. Get fucking destroyed. That part made me so happy. Nice little reload here. Just slapping up, slap a couple other kids. And then he takes a, a note from my, uh, my video. He picks up the MP7 mid fight. Just fantastic. So 
we've been having fun streaming. Tanner's very good, obviously, as you can see. So make sure to smash the fucking follow button and watch when he's streaming. Because until my internet's fixed, I'm not going to be streaming the game. I'm only going to be streaming the podcast. But my internet's good enough to play the game if I'm not streaming. So what we've been doing is Tanner and I have been, have been playing together. But Tanner's been the one streaming since he has fiber optic internet. Must be nice. Uh, so it's still, you know, you still get to hang out with me and Tanner. But you get to watch Tanner's point of view. Which is fun. So make sure you follow the stream. And then after this podcast tonight Tanner is going to be streaming we're going to be doing the 3v3 gunfight tournament uh, we weren't able to get a pop last night but when everyone got offline I tried queuing it again solo and I did get a pop so people are playing it so I think we just have to be a little more patient uh, this evening which we will be because Tanner doesn't work tomorrow so he'll be up nice and late so keep that in mind well know about that okay we'll figure it out so uh, and, uh, that I think is it. Tanner, any other announcements here? Uh, that's it. I just want to say thank you to everyone who has followed me, especially the power of twitch.tv slash Razanon tweeted that out. And I got, when he sent that tweet out, I literally got like 12 follows in like an hour. So thank you guys, listeners for popping me to 50 real quick, way faster than I thought it would be. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Been real fun. Yeah, fantastic. And it's only gonna uh it's only gonna improve from here, boys and girls. So make sure you're around. Because when Tanner and I are the biggest streaming sensations on planet Earth, you would love to have you'll love to say, Wow, I was one of Tanner's first one hundred followers. Wow, I was Tanner's first sub. Wow, I have the founder badge next to my subscription on twitch.tv slash Tanner Dropshot. You're gonna want that. So make sure you get in on the ground floor, as it were. So keep that in mind. And now let's get into the fucking episode. Today, in light of all of this next-gen console bullshit I've been seeing uh, propagating, infecting my social media stream, my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed my recommended articles about, oh, next-gen consoles. I'm going to dispel with the notion that anyone should buy a console. And I've written up a very detailed argument as to why this is a misplay, why this is fake news, why if you're thinking of getting a console, you probably shouldn't get one unless you're in a very narrow slice of the population and we're going to get into that best cam na welcome tim what's up dude how's it going brother uh all right so let's see uh all right so th so the way i'm gonna the way we're gonna cover this topic i'm gonna briefly go through so the the excuse me the next gen consoles are the playstation 5 and the xbox series x those are going to be the next consoles they're coming out holiday season of this year. We're going to briefly go through the specs, and then I'm just going to fucking decimate the idea that you should spend your hard-earned dollars on uh, a fucking console. So, let's get into it. PS5, uh, like I said, it's going to come out between October and December of the year of our Lord Jesus Christ 2020. 
Um, and then we're going to take a look at the specs here. So here are the specs. The CPU for the... This is the PS5 we're on right now. Okay. An AMD Zen 2-based CPU with 8 cores and 16 threads at 3.5 gigahertz. Now, let's just start here. Let's start here. My CPU is an i9-9900K. That's an expensive CPU. You don't need to go that hard. But just for reference, my CPU has 32 cores and 64 threads at 5 gigahertz. And the K means it's overclockable. So you can push up to like, I mean, it depends on your cooling situation and what, uh, how lucky you get with the silicon lottery, the silicon lottery. But you can push that 5 gigahertz up to like 5.2, maybe even 5.3. I don't know. This isn't Linus tech tips, so figure it out. But it's overclockable. So that is important for a multiplicity of reasons, one of which is for gaming. So we're going to start there by saying this console that has not even been released yet has a worse CPU than I have right now. It has a worse CPU than my old CPU was. And my old CPU came out probably five years ago. But it's still of higher quality than this PlayStation 5, which has not come out yet, by the way. So this is what we're calling next generation tech. Tech that is worse than my five-year-old old PC's processor. So let's start there. So that's the CPU. Uh, the GPU, uh, 10.28 T-flops. Don't know what that means. 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz. I don't know what any of this means. Tanner, do you? No, I don't have a clue at all. Okay. Okay, so we don't know what the GPU means. Uh, and then the GPU architecture is custom RDNA2. Don't know what that means either. Memory interface, which I'm assuming refers to RAM. 16 gigs of RAM at DDR6. Uh, I think DDR6 is actually what most CPUs use now. Uh, and 16 gigs is sufficient. So no I think that's actually... I think we're still on DDR5. It's possible. It's so possible. That's, that's the first thing that's made sense so far of this new console. That's the third. That's the first modern thing of this modern console. Maybe RAM is. By the way, for the uninitiated, RAM is one of the least impactful components in terms of translation to performance that a, that a computer can have. So if you have really good RAM or shit RAM doesn't make much of a difference what matters far more than that is how much ram you have 16 gigabytes is sufficient it is plenty to game so good the ram is fine but having insane ram is not going to increase your frames almost at all uh provided that you have enough gigs of ram so memory bandwidth 448 gigs a second don't really know what that refers to Internal storage, so the hard drive is an 825 SSD, 825 gig SSD, good. 
just storage space doesn't translate at all to performance except boot time and load time. Uh, IO throughput, I don't know what these things mean, but I'll read them to those of you who might know. 5.5 gigs per second raw and typical 8 to 9 gigs per second compressed. So, I'm a, I don't know, I guess that's like file transfer, read and write speed, probably. Uh, and then expandable storage, you can put another NVMe SSD, which is just an SSD. Uh, and then external storage, you can also have a USB hard drive support for PS4 games only. Weird. Okay. And then lastly, the optical drive is a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray drive. So importantly, that's where you'd put your discs in because you're still using a console. And also, you can use it as a Blu-ray player, which is... Which is kind of cool, I guess, if you're like a like a real fucking movie nerd and you like the like Blu-ray quality because Blu-ray is higher than uh, most other forms of uh, video. At least that's what I've uh, read. But I again, I, I don't care how many pixels are on the screen when I'm watching Goodfellas. So go ahead, Tanner. I'm going to put shorts on. If you're paying for blu-ray movies in 2020 i'm sorry but you're a fucking loser you should be streaming them online how much do blu-ray movies even cost 25 30 bucks a lot. No, so you're an no, idiot more than that no, i don't think so so you're an idiot if you're <laughs> okay. buying blu-ray unless you're some weird collector or some bullshit and you like to have all these movies otherwise the drive doesn't matter let's put it this way i have a disk drive in this computer i built I've never put a fucking disc in it ever. So keep that in mind. And the reason Tanner has never put a disc in his disc drive is because the year is 2020. You can download things. You don't need a fucking disc drive. So keep that in mind. So those are the specs of the the PS5. Okay. So uh, it'll likely cost more than $500 United States dollars, obviously. I'm not talking about buckaroos or uh, euros or, uh, you know, whatever the fuck you guys use. Pounds. Is a pound a euro? Doesn't matter. I'm American. Don't need to know. Don't some need quick to maths. know. Don't tell some me. Not listening. No, it'll be around 12,000 Mexican pesos. Okay, okay, great. So Tanner's done the conversion. It'll be a 12, around 12,000 pesos. So, so it's going to between, be between $500 and $1,000 USD. Uh, the, they haven't announced the price yet, but definitely more than $500, definitely less than $1,000. I would guess 6 to 8 6 to 7 I'm going to say $5.99. No, they, they can't go that high. They won't sell them. I'm going to say $4.99 or $5.99. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Tanner, Tanner's done a lot of research on this, so he really has a solid idea of what the price point of the PS5 is going to be as well, an industry uh, aficionado. Again, so go ahead. As Tanner. we're going to get to, if you're paying $5.99 or more for a console, you got baited and you're an idiot. So let's keep moving on. Okay. So here's another important point about the PS5 in particular it is still an open question. If it's going to support 120 hertz. <laughs> That's crazy. I was playing on 120 hertz literally 10 years ago. 144 well, hertz, actually. 
Yeah, maybe not 10 years ago. But it certainly was available like eight years ago at the, at the latest. At the latest. So it is an open it is actually an open question if it's going to support 120 hertz. So it's definitely be 60 hertz like uh, the PS4 is. It might be 120 hertz and it might not. But if it can do 120 hertz, it'll only be at 1080p not 1440p, which is obvious based on these specs. You can't push 120 frames at 1440 with a $500 computer. It's just not happening. So uh, 120 hertz at 1080p is fine. I play at 1080p. Uh, that's sufficient. But 120 hertz is a, is a fucking disgrace. So, uh, and if you don't know what hertz means, it's how many times per second your monitor refreshes and or how many times per second the computer refreshes the image uh, of the game. So the more hertz you have, the more frames you're displaying within a second, which translates to movement appearing smoother. And instead of like skipping around is a smooth transition because you're seeing more frames per second the movement is more fluid, which actually does matter in first-person shooter games like Call of Duty quite a bit because you can track people more easily. And if someone comes around a corner, the more times your screen is refreshing, the sooner you'll start to see them appear around the corner instead of them just teleporting and all of a sudden they're in front of the corner and you're getting your ass fucked. So that's very important. It's, it's hard to explain how important that is but if you've ever played on a 60 hertz monitor and then gone to like a 240, you can instantly tell. You can instantly tell, oh, wow, this 240 is a lot smoother, a lot smoother. So not only does it increase your performance, it also increases uh, your enjoyment, the aesthetic value and pleasure you will receive out of uh, the image and the whole gaming experience. So keep that in mind. It's a night and day difference. It's huge, extremely noticeable, especially from 60 to 140 or 120 yeah. <laughs> or 120. It's really big. So keep that in mind. So now the, the Xbox Series X is the other next gen console. This is going to come out around the same time, October to December 2020. We're going to go through the specs here. The CPU is an 8X Zen two cores. At 3.8 gigahertz, uh, 7 nanometers. I don't know why they told us the size of the chip. Two cores. 8x two cores. So 16 cores. I don't know how many threads this is going to be. But it's 16 cores. So I think. I'm not sure. But it's not great. Let's put it that way. It's not great. And I don't know how many threads this is. Uh, the GPU, again, don't know what any of these things mean, so we're not going to get into it. The memory, 16 gigs of RAM, one terabyte SSD, that's good. Uh, another 4K Blu-ray optical drive. It's got some HDMI outputs, three USB 3.2s. I didn't know 3.2 existed for USB. A networking port, which I presume means Ethernet cable. 
uh, another storage slot and then a power input. I don't know why they felt the need to tell me that you can plug it into power because obviously uh, this one does have 120 FPS support. That is not an open question. Fantastic. Late 2020, consoles get 120 frames only 10 years after PCs do. Yikes. Yikes. So with the Xbox, you're not getting over 120 frames, period. Period. So right now, consoles do 60 frames, 60 hertz, and they're going to be able to double that. That's a big difference. It's a big improvement, but it's not great. And we're going to get into that more. Potential 8K resolutions. Now, what, Tanner, what are your thoughts when you read potential 8K resolutions for an Xbox Series X? What are my thoughts? About, uh, I don't know. I don't really honestly follow much of the 4K and 8K stuff. I thought if it was 8K, doesn't that just mean if you have a massive TV? Well, you would it'll need work a, pretty well on it. You would need a pretty big monitor to display 8,000 pixels. fucking screen. That's for sure, yeah. But what else would you need to run anything at 8K? A good system, not a console. A good system's one way to put it, right? A good system is one way to put it. Another way to put it is more power, far more power than $600 can possibly get you. So I don't know what potential 8K resolutions means. Maybe they can do video playing at 8K. I guess. That must be what it means because you can't play a game at 8K, period. Not, no, not at all. Not unless you're running at five frames per second. Not with a $600 machine. Fazbrov, what's up, dude? Welcome, welcome. You didn't miss much. We're get, we're going over the, the next-gen consoles and why you sh absolutely fucking should not buy one. Because I want to I wanna save the drop shot community from pissing away their money. So first, we're going over the specs. Uh, it's going to also have... Ray tracing technology, and I would bring up the same point I just raised, which is ray tracing is very technically demanding. And I would be very shocked if a $600 system could use ray tracing and also push decent frames and have decent textures. I would be amazed. So I don't know what ray tracing technology means in this context. Because there's a 0% chance uh, a $600 system can have ray tracing in a game and perform decently. It would perform terribly. Really slow frames, stuttery garbage. So. Variable rate shading for more stable frame rates. Don't know what this means, uh, but that's maybe cool. Compatible with Xbox One accessories, K, and smart delivery, K. Don't know what those things mean. And this is going to be around the same price as the PS5. Five to six hundred bucks would be my guess. Five hundred on the low end, probably like six fifty, seven hundred at the absolute most. Because Xbox was in a whole controversy when the last console came out. It was priced too high. No one bought it. And in like a week, they like lowered the price by like $100. So. so now we're going to go into the pros and cons 
of having a console. Tanner, by the way, you looked at these, right? Yeah. Did you did you add anything or mm -hmm. think of anything else? I thought of some things, yeah. I think as we start talking, I'll probably think of more. Okay, well, make sure you add them so you don't forget. So... Consoles do have some pros, which I'm going to get into now. One of the pros is that you don't have to build it. There's no building required. You really don't even need a brain to figure out how to run a console. You go to a store, you purchase it, you put the box in your car or on the bus or in your backpack, you drive home or transport yourself home, you open the box, you take out the console, you plug in the power cord, you plug the power cord into an outlet, and then you press the power button, and you're good to go. You're, that's basically it. You might have to pair your controller. Uh, that's a that's a uh, a bit of a task that you may or may not be equipped to do as a console consumer. I'm kidding, but it's very easy to to set it up. So no building required. It's very simple. Plug and play. Another big one is aim assist. And this is this is actually more important going forward than it was in the past because now there's this prevalence of crossplay games where PC players and console players are playing on the same servers against one another. Because for the longest time, consoles had aim assist, PCs didn't, but Console servers were their own thing. PC servers were their own thing. So there was never an aim assist. <clears throat> aim assist competing against not aim assist. But now that there is a lot of crossplay, having aim assist is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I need to add something here real quick. So that's nice. And you also don't you can't you can't be as bad of a player on console as you can be on PC. Because no matter how brain dead or bad at aiming you are, aim assist helps a lot and you can do at least okay on a console because you have aim assist. On a PC with no aim assist, if you miss, there's not a chance in hell you're going to get a kill. Because there's no computer helping you stick. So, uh, aim assist is a big pro of consoles. And that's with an asterisk. Because I'm going to get into what I mean later. But, uh... Another pro is that it it is extremely overpriced for the specs you get. It's a dog shit computer... And uh, it's tech that is literally five plus years old. Its capabilities are of PCs that are five plus years old. But in the, at the end of the day, you pay 500 bucks and you, you have a working gaming system. Which is less expensive than if you were buying a gaming PC from scratch. So it is a cheaper upfront cost kind of and again we're going to get into that so that's another pro another is that some games 
are console exclusive. I think God of War was PlayStation exclusive. Some of the Halo games were Xbox exclusive, uh, but not all of them. And then a lot of games, like some of the other Halo games, they came out on console first, and then they had a PC port later. So if you are particularly uh, fond of some of these console exclusive games, it's crazy to me, but maybe that would be enough impetus for you to stick with your console. So there's another pro. And then the last one, having a console sometimes grants you early access to certain games. This was the case for Red Dead Redemption. It was the case for certain Grand Theft Autos, but not uh, all of them, certainly. But this again is another kind of small pro because are you going to really dictate what kind of machine you get based on being able to play Red Dead Redemption a week early? That's fucking insane in my view. But there you go. There's another one. I think you're wrong there. I think that's a bigger deal, honestly, than you make it sound. Having that day one access to certain games, single player games that have been hyped up, especially like Rockstar games like Red Dead Redemption, that people have been waiting for games like that for four to five years. I was one of those people. So I had, here's the thing. I don't think, I think more people should build and own gaming computers than do currently. But I own a console. I own an Xbox, and I'll probably always own one. Eventually, I'll probably buy the next-gen one. I won't buy it right away, but I'll eventually probably own it. Okay, don't roll your eyes at me. Um, okay. Before Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, I went out and bought, on Black Friday, a 4K Xbox, the new one. The newer one at the time. I think it was the Xbox One X or something. And I bought a 4K TV. I literally spent like $600 just to play the Red Dead Redemption single player, and it was fucking worth it. It was worth it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay. You're so pissed. It was worth it. It was not worth it. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, dude, how old were you at the time? This was a year ago. Okay, so you were Ben and I played it. So you were a 27-year-old man. Who could not exercise the patience to wait? How many days of early access did you get? No, it didn't come out on PC for like a year. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I'm saying. When they when it's that big, of, okay. If it's days, I don't fucking care. But you can't ever get that hype back that you get from a day one. A year is a access. big deal. I didn't realize it was a year. I didn't. No, realize no, no. It was yeah, there's certain games that'll do that. Rockstar usually because they build, they build it for console. Then they have to change so much to port it over to PC. But in the long run, the games usually become better on PC because of all the mod support and everything. I mean, have you seen the Grand Theft Auto mods on PC? It's insane. I don't think you can do any of that on console. Ooh. There's like realism mods where you play as like cops and stuff, and it's it's crazy. That is crazy. All right, real quick. So, real quick. Hold on. Hold that thought. We've got an announcement. Fazbrov subscribed at tier one. Fazbrov. Thank you for that sub. It's an honor. It's a privilege. I'm humbled. Welcome to this small but vibrant and extremely humble community, sir. He says, I've been following since episode one, dog. Y'all keep up the good work. Stay humble. Follow me on Twitter if y'all want. Fazbra. For sure, dude. I will peep that. Uh, 
if you want to tweet at me, then I would be able to follow you more easily because otherwise I'm probably going to forget just being honest. But uh, thank you for the sub, dude. We appreciate you. Uh, you'll have to download the latest software. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's minimum you should spend to build a PC? What's up, Jake? Jake down. That's a good question. We're going to get into that uh, a little bit later in this episode. So hang tight. I don't know about the minimum you should spend versus the minimum you should expect to spend. Um, and it depends on the games and shit you play too. Because if you're trying to play Minecraft, you don't need to build my my machine, you know. And since this is a Call of Duty podcast, for Call of Duty, uh, you're going to want to fork out a couple more bucks. Because in first-person shooter environments, you, uh, you really want to be pushing a lot of frames so that you see people sooner, you can track more easily, people are moving more fluidly, uh, and every kind of, every frame counts in like an FPS, especially this FPS with such a fast uh, time to kill. All these, um, all these frames matter. So, but we're, we're going to get into that a little bit more. It was an amazing game worth it. Yeah. Okay. So, so my voice cracked. Yikes. Um, a year early. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I've said my piece on that. So we're going to, we're going to move on here. So, uh, Tanner, I need to go grab a beer. So let's get into the cons now. What are the cons of owning a console, Tanner? The first major con is consoles are not upgradable outside of adding some extra storage. So sure, you can get your USB one terabyte hard drive, external hard drive to plug in and have more games, but it's going to do nothing in terms of the console's ability to make you a better player. You're not going to get better frame rate. You're not going to get anything better. You just, you're, you're getting more storage. There's nothing you can upgrade on your console. Okay. And if you're about to say, if somebody is in the chat or listening, this is about to say, Oh, I can get a scuff controller. Fuck you. That doesn't <laughs> matter. You got baited into using swags code to buy a scuff controller. It's not going to make you that much better. <laughs> So basically, the capabilities of consoles is just extremely limited. This is this is true. It's a great point, Tanner, that you've brought up. So thank you. Um, yeah, like the scuff controller is. I mean, you could argue that that's that's not upgrading the machine. It's an up. It's a peripheral. And it will definitely make you perform better because it's literally extra keybinds, as far as I understand. I don't really know shit about consoles because I haven't played one since I was 12 because consoles are for 12-year-olds. But with that said, I think the scuff controller probably does help you perform better, but it doesn't make your machine perform better. So you can't upgrade the machine itself. And being able to put more shit on your garbage machine's hard drive does not constitute an upgrade. Certainly not in the same way that you can upgrade a PC, which we're going to get into. Excuse me. So, and the, the PC is extremely limited capability. So here's something that I think people, if you think of a console in these terms, you're going to understand 
our argument a lot more deeply. And I want you to listen up. Perk your ears up. Go get the Q-tips. Get ready. Get your notepads out. Press the record button. And take some fucking notes. Professor Razanon is here to educate you. A console is a computer. It is literally a fucking computer. So it's almost a false dichotomy when we talk about console versus PC. What we mean to say by that is prepackaged computer or customized computer. That is the real dichotomy here. Because once again, a console is a computer. It doesn't operate by fucking alien technology that we unearth from the King Tutankhamun sarcophagus. That's not what this is. It's a computer. It runs on a processor. It runs with a graphics card. It has RAM. It has all the same shit that a computer does. The only difference is clever marketing and extremely limited capability and a massive price hike. And they do this for convenience's sake. So this goes back to the pro I pointed out earlier. Look, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a 45-year-old mom of two boys and you want to get them a Christmas present, first of all, no such person is listening to the Drop Shot Call of Duty podcast. Let's start there. So this person to whom I'm speaking does not exist. They're not listening to this podcast because they don't give a fuck about gaming, Call of Duty, the debate between PCs and consoles, etc. But that's my point. If you're this soccer mom trying to buy, trying to let your sons play a game, then of course you're going to buy a console. That's why consoles exist. Because Samantha, the fucking... PTA president at uh, Barranca Elementary School doesn't know dick about computers. So she's not going to walk into Fry's and say, give me a 2080 Ti. I'm going to SLI those bitches. I'm going to need a 900 watt power supply. How much RAM should I do? Let's get this party started. She doesn't know what any of those acronyms mean. So she's going to walk into Best Buy and she's going to say, hey, my son likes video games. What do I do here? And then Bob who starts salivating at all the commission he's about to get, takes her right over to the PS5 aisle and puts one in her basket. And then she's done. That's why consoles exist, and that's what they should exist for. They serve a need. But if you're an adult, and this is an adult podcast, right? If you're a young adult, if you're a teenager, if you've ever read a book or are capable of reading a book, then you are sufficiently sophisticated to understand that a console is a computer and if you're gonna buy a computer you might as well get a good one you might as well get one that can do other shit so this kind of takes me to the to my next point and this is why we went over the specs of these next gen consoles once again think of how absurd this is a, okay, so first of all, we've established that a console is a computer, right? So imagine that there was a computer that was massively hyped up 
that was being peddled to you as the next gen computer that also may or may not push 120 hertz. You would think, what the fuck is going on here? Because I've been pushing 144 hertz, 240 hertz for the last five years. So am I a fucking idiot here? Why am I being advertised this computer? This computer? And why are they telling me it's next generation when all of its specs and all of its capabilities are of things that were contemporaneous five to ten years ago? I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's a great question. And if you feel like you're fucking crazy, then congratulations. You've been red-pilled on this issue. Buying a console is fucking dumb. It's a bait. You're buying a computer that is prepackaged for you so that you don't have to do any work, and then you get garbage specs. Just garbage specs. And because it's not upgradable, you're stuck with those garbage specs for at least another three years. I mean, think about this. You're going to get a an Xbox Series X, which can do 120 frames. Wow. And then you're going to be stuck with 120 frames for another three years. Meanwhile, we've had computers, because again, the Xbox is a computer, which we've established. We've had other computers pushing more than 120 hertz since five years ago or longer. But you're expected to be using this starting in holiday season 2020 and for another three years until the next console comes out. Why would you put up with that? Why would you do that to yourself? That is fucking insane. So we have this computer, which is a console, with shit hardware that you can't upgrade. So you can't... So in the three years between now and when the next Xbox comes out, you can't swap out a graphics card because a newer one came out that can push more than, a, than 120 frames. You can't do it. You can't upgrade these things. You're just stuck with the whole shit brick for three years. It's crazy. Go ahead. So they're saying they're going to sport a maximum of, of 120 hertz. Are most TVs made currently 120 hertz, or are they still lower than that? Do you have any idea? I don't think most of them are even 120 still for a standard... Like a TV? HD television, yeah, that these kids are going to be playing their console on. Because that's what I'm about to get to is, sure, it may support that, but most people still aren't even going to have that 120 hertz TV in their home. Meaning in the console world, 120 hertz is next gen, you could say, because they probably don't even have a TV in their house that supports that refresh rate. Yeah, that is a good question that I don't have the answer to. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if TVs go to 120 hertz anymore. But I think most of these kids that play on console that take themselves seriously, first of all, they should be ashamed of themselves for not having done the research. But second of all, they probably they like all these all these streamers who use a console that you know their names. They all play on monitors that push that can easily do 240 hertz or more. Yeah, but not for the average kid who's 14 sure. and just got a console. Sure, but this this podcast isn't geared at a 14-year-old whose destiny 
on what machine they're allowed to play on is out of their hands. Yeah. If you're 14, you just, I mean, you can't, you're not going to convince your mom to go help you build a fucking gaming PC. But if you're, you know, if you're 16, you have your first job like I did, then you start getting yourself some money. And now you can think for yourself and say, listen, my mom didn't give a shit to build me a gaming PC, but now my destiny is in my hands. And I'm going to take, I'm going to grab that destiny by the balls and build a capable computer instead of buying a prepackaged one that has five-year-old tech and 10-year-old capabilities. Zibble Bay with the host. Hell yeah, sister. Thank you for that. Thank you for that host. I appreciate you. I hope you had an excellent stream and welcome to the Drop Shot Call of Duty podcast. Let me uh, let me catch up on chat here a little bit. Cubus, welcome. A console is a computer. K, time to unfollow. K. If you think it's not, then I have some bad news for you, brother. A console is exactly a computer. It's literally a computer. It's just a shitty one. That is my whole thing. That's my whole thing. Don't be like Razanon still lives in his parents' house. Damn. I just got shit on by fucking Tim. All right, well Tim, you still live with your parents too, you little bitch. So, why don't you why don't you rein it in there, brother? Uh, let's see. I'm currently buying a PC that meets minimum specs for shit games like Minecraft. Okay. Then I'm going to gradually upgrade as I go. Till then, I'll be on console. Perfect. That's great. And that's exactly what I'm going uh, to get into, Faz. Um, that's how you should be building a PC. Gradually upgrading as you go. And then all of a sudden, you'll have a capable machine. We're going to get more in-depth on that in a second. If you want to get technical, your phone is technically a computer. True. True. It really is. I mean, what is a computer? It is a device that computes things, that can do computational functions. That is all a console is. And it's what a phone is. Now, your phone has additional... No, your phone doesn't have additional capabilities, actually. Everything you can do on a phone, you can do on a PC. Is a Logitech C922 Pro a good streaming camera? I believe so. For a streaming webcam, you would want... I would say 60 FPS is really good for a streaming webcam. Logitech Brio is like the best webcam for streaming right now. At least when I last researched this topic. But uh, C922, I'm pretty sure, is a pretty good camera. So... I bet Valorant is sweet at 240 hertz, yeah. Sorry to spam chat, but if I add up how much money I've spent on console gaming over the years, I could have had multiple gaming PCs. Look at it as an investment. Exactly, exactly. That's a good point, too. That's a good point, too. And you could do so much with a gaming PC, but again, we're going to get into that. Sweaty console players use monitors for sure. Hey, hey. Tell her it's your destiny. I'm only 14. I know, Tim, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I was I was joking. Yeah, fourteen year olds should live with their parents. I would hope they do. Uh, or you're or you have other problems, and you probably shouldn't be watching twitch.tv slash Razanon on a Saturday night. But I'm glad you are because that means your life is going somewhat according to plan, at least hopefully. So uh, let's see. 
So another con of the console, again, is either 60 hertz or a maximum of 120 hertz, which is unacceptable for a computer that you would be buying in holiday season 2020. It's unacceptable. And it almost is certainly going to have a smaller field of view than PC. Like, do you see there being an FOV slider on, um, on these next-gen consoles, Tanner? I had heard rumors that that was going to be a thing. But what is the main reason they don't have it? Is it because they'll get worse frame rate yes. than 60 yes. even? Just because it can't support that wider field yes. of view? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it'll... I would honestly hope so. I think there needs to be. Just for their sake. But, I mean, if the shit console can't support it and can't even maintain 60 frames, then obviously it's a horrible idea. 2020 can, can't do 120 hertz. That's... It's out. It's an outrage. It's an outrage, and as a consumer, you should vote with your dollar and tell these fucking cocksuckers, shame on you, for trying to peddle a computer to me in 2020 that can't push more than 120 hertz. Shame on you. Shame on you. God, it makes me angry. Um, but yeah, you can test this on yourself, Tanner. If you max your FOV to 120 and then play a game and then check your average frames per second and then slide it down to 90 like a console peasant and then check your average frames per second, you get far more frames with a less field of view because you have to display less shit on screen. It's pretty simple, really. Um, so that's why they don't have FOV sliders on consoles right now because it's too demanding on the, on the, on the computer that is named PS4 or Xbox 360 or whatever the fuck it is now. Bloodless, welcome. The hardware for NextGen could definitely support 120 hertz with max FOV. Uh, no, it can't. I mean, it could do 120 hertz, not 120 frames at max FOV. There's a 0% chance that's true. With 16 threads at 120 FOV, Pushing a consistent 120 frames in Modern Warfare, zero fucking percent chance. There's a zero percent chance. There's a zero percent chance. So keep that in mind. So I don't know what the FOV slider is going to entail, or if there's going to be one for the next-gen consoles. Blood, you missed us going over the, the PC specs, but that is just not true. I mean, maybe it is true, but let's take a look at the PS4 uh, here. The CPU has 16 threads, bro. That's like an Intel Pentium 4. That, dude, the computers at my middle school library that we would fucking read books on in our computer lab had more than 16 threads. That is a, that is a disgrace to be peddling as next-gen in 2020. The year of our Lord Jesus Christ. How dare you insinuate that that is better than the majority of PCs. If you have 16 threads and you're playing Call of Duty, I'm surprised that you can even play it at more frames per second than 20. That is crazy. Not 16 cores, 16 threads. That's outrageous. Outrageous. So... Yeah, 16 threads means 8 cores, exactly. Alright. 
Moving on. My sheets are 300 threads. Okay, uh, let's see. Where were we? So. Here's another con. As we've established, as, as I've repeated ad nauseum until you get it into your fucking heads, a console is a computer. But there are a couple important distinctions. It's a computer on which you can't do computer things. So on my computer, I can use Microsoft Word. I can render videos. I can edit images. I can use a browser to bookmark my favorite uh, websites. I'll leave that to your imagination. You can download things. Uh, you can write emails, right? And plenty more. You can do a whole lot with a computer, as it turns out. You can do almost anything with a computer. But not these computers, which is to say consoles. You can't do anything but play Vidya. Now, playing Vidya is very important to me, and I appreciate that it at least meets that need. But if you have a processor, a GPU, internet capability, and the only thing you can do in RAM and all of these other components, and the only thing you can do with this machine is play video games, when all of those parts, when combined, are capable of doing so many other functions, why limit yourself to just playing video games? Because I have a gaming PC. My gaming PC, you can look in the Amazon uh, panel of this stream down below and you can see the parts I have. For consoles to catch up to what my PC can do right now, even just in terms of gaming, you would, I'm not kidding, at this pace, you'd have to wait until 2030, 2035 for the consoles to meet the capabilities of my PC now. Now, granted, I have a nice PC, but my point is, I can also do a bunch of other shit with my PC because I take full advantage of the fact that I have a processor, a GPU, an internet connection, RAM, a power supply. I can use all of those components to do myriad things like render videos, like write emails, boot my operating system. So if you're going to buy all of these components, if you're going to buy a computer, shouldn't you be buying a computer that you can do computer shit with besides playing a video game? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. It's like you're buying this second computer that can't do anything with all of these perfectly serviceable parts except play video games. Um, next point. Far fewer games on consoles than on PC. Can't play World of Warcraft, for example, on a console. Uh, you can't play a lot of MOBAs. What other games am I missing that you can play on PC but not uh, console? Civ 6 pretty popular game outer strike valorant uh minecraft sims 4 sims 4 is on console oh yeah but uh is it that must be fucking horrible it Jeez. is yeah because i used to play the sims on console when i was console aged which is fine so if you're console aged and you're listening to this you didn't see the explicit warning <laughs> so 
So you've lied to your parents. You lied to iTunes when you said you were of age to listen to this. And I applaud you for saying, fuck the system, kid. Good job. You've made it. But uh, when you're an adult, you don't have a console anymore or you shouldn't. You've been hoodwinked. So I'm glad you're here, adult listener who owns a console. I will educate you on this topic because there's plenty more to say. But yeah, you can play far more game. Virtually every game that you can play on console, you can also play on PC. The only reason there are some games that are available on console that are not available on PC is because they have exclusivity deals. It's not like there exists a game that can be played on console that a PC is incapable of running. That's that's fake news. If someone told you that, they're dumb or they're lying to you. Because again, just in case you didn't hear me the first eight times, a console is a computer. So if a shit computer can run a game, a better computer can also run the fucking game. So if there is a console exclusive game that exists, then it's only because of licensing agreements and capitalism at work. It's not because the console has some kind of special properties that allow it to run God of War that a PC can't do. That's not true at all. So let me catch up on chat here. Raz the Bloodless says, Raz the next gen specs are roughly a Ryzen 7 3700X and a 5700 XT, which yield about 200 frames in Modern Warfare, depending on the map. Is, is either of those two things a graphics card, Tanner? I don't know AMD. I haven't gotten an AMD anything. I've been 700 an... XT is a graphics card, yeah. Okay. The what 3700 would... is a CPU. What would its NVIDIA equivalent be? Do you know? For a 57? I don't know. Just judging by like him saying 20... 200 frames, 60? I'm thinking like a 2060 or 2070 probably. Maybe. That would be surprising. To be honest. Um, but you might be right. Look, I don't know much about computers. And if you know a lot about computers and I've been super wrong, then that's already obvious to you. And you're probably mad at me for speaking so authoritatively on this issue. But I obviously don't have a huge breadth of knowledge. 2070 Super. That is interesting. I'm not, dude, I'm not sure... How good is this Ryzen 7 3700X processor, Tanner? That's AMDs are really good now. That's why everyone has left Intel and gone to AMD because you get the same performance in gaming, maybe two to three percent less, and they're two hundred dollars cheaper. So here's the thing. Here's why I'm skeptical. Number one, sixteen threads. That is not a high thread count. It's not a high thread count for your sheets as Damascus Impaler pointed out, and it's certainly not a high thread count for your processor. I and think it is, isn't it? 16 threads? No. I'm no. pretty. I think it is. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it is not. It might be decent, but it's not good. Look up how many threads I have, Tanner. How about that? Because I'm pretty sure it's 32. I'm pretty sure it's double. So... Uh, but also, here's the main... I'll have to find the fuck out. Find the fuck out, okay. But the main reason 
that I don't think a PS5 could push 200 frames on any map under any circumstances in Modern Warfare is because if a PS5 may or may not be able to do 120 hertz, what the fuck makes you think it could push 200 frames? No, Blood's right. 16. Yours is 16. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Dude, I railed on that. Okay, so if you've been listening this far, I apologize for the misinformation. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought I had like 16 cores and 32 threads. Are you sure I don't have 16 cores, you dumb bitch? You have 8 cores and 16 threads. I'm looking at the intel.com sheet. Okay, well that's a yikes. Alright, well, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, again, this is all... Okay, I accept that I was wrong on this issue, and I probably shouldn't have spoken so uh, forcefully as if I knew what the fuck I was talking about. But I will say that if it's an open question whether or not the PS5 can even do 120 hertz, what makes you think it is capable of pushing 200 frames? I can, I get, even if it has good parts, I guarantee you next-gen consoles will not come close to 200 frames. There's not a fucking chance. The other thing we have to think about is, like Blood's saying, they are 16-thread. They're equivalent to a AMD 3700X, whatever. Your CPU was released in, what, 2018, 2017? And now that's just now coming to console. So it's still, they're really far behind. Oh, that's, yeah, that's clear. Yeah, absolutely. But... But again, you know, it comes at an advantage. It's a lot cheaper. Mm. Okay. But again, Tanner, if the max hertz for either of these consoles is 120, then under what circumstances would it be possible that it can also push 200 frames? Where do you it get that from? It wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense. So Bloodless, Mr. PCs are my hobby, LOL, end quote. Why don't you explain that to me? Why don't you explain how, if it's such a good system that can push 200 frames, that it can, that it may or may not be able to do 120 hertz on the PS5? Bloodless replied, I would imagine the 120 FPS cap is intentional for a lot of reasons. It's easier to achieve and lock down across all games. Fair point. You can also underclock the parts to keep power draw and heat down. Fair point. But these also are cons of why you shouldn't buy a console. Because on my PC, or on any PC, excuse me, on any PC, you can customize it and max out your frames as much as you want because, and you can add an aftermarket cooler uh, so that you don't have to worry about that. You can overclock things as opposed to being forced to keep them underclocked, etc. Um, which is one of the many advantages of a, of a PC. But saying that it could easily push 200 frames, I don't know. I don't know. But let's move on. Let's move on from this topic. But fair points, Bloodless. Fair it's not points. going to. Because they are gonna. They would cap it at something, even if it did reach that, like Blood's saying. Yeah, exa Yeah, that's... Yeah, sure. But on a PC, you don't have to put up with any fucking, uh, you know, caps that are arbitrarily uh, forced upon you by the company from which you bought your system. Um, yeah. 
let's see, where were we? Okay. Oh, here's another thing. So you know what, Tanner? I will show my clip. How about that, you stupid bitch? Here is also another advantage of PC. You can do things like this that are impossible on a uh, console. Because no matter how high your sensitivity on a console, you'll never be able to turn your stupid fucking idiot joystick with your dumb thumb, you ape, you chimpanzee, you macaque, you gibbon, you lesser primate, like this. You can't do it. Watch this. Wow. Most disgusting 180 I've ever gotten in my life. I'm Ooh, oops. So that was last night. Let's watch it one more time without the commentary. Look at that snap. Look at that 180. If your sensitivity is on 10 or whatever the fuck the max sensitivity is on your stupid fucking PC called a console, you can't turn your character that quickly. Period. Well, you can, but you wouldn't hit the shot. No, you can't. I don't think yeah, you're see, 10 sensitivity is insane. You could, but you're not going to hit the shot and nobody plays at that high of a sensitivity. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. You can move that fast, but you're not going to hit a goddamn thing. Yeah. So, but here's what I did. So let me show you guys. Let me recreate that in real time for you. So here we go. Ready? Are you guys see my mouse? Here's a live recreation. 2020 colorized of what I did last night. Ready? I'm shooting this dude. Boom, and then just slamming down the left stick, uh, left mouse button. So one more time, I'm here. Oh, I see the guy in front of me. Boom, 180, bitch. So keep that in mind. You're never, you're never doing that on your stupid fucking. Uh, oh shit, my thing froze. Why did my webcam freeze, dude? Get shit on. God damn it! I right, hold Get on. Absolutely shit on. Hold on, technical difficulties. God damn it! Not son of a bitch. All right, hold on, Twitch chat. But anyways, you're never going to do that on your shitty fucking joystick. So keep that in mind. Uh, let's see. Lobby with Tanner. Uh, Brio. Can we start taking the next point, modding games? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. We kind of already talked about it earlier, but as far as I know, somebody correct me in chat if I'm wrong. There aren't any that I know of console games that you can play mods with, like open world, random person created mods that some random dickhead made in a third world country or New York City, wherever they're at. You can just make mods for all these games. You know, Grand Theft Auto, there are probably hundreds of them out there. Just the dumbest thing. I mean, you can turn your character into a fucking dinosaur and there's a bunch of things you can do like that that are stupid. <laughs> but they're fun for a short period of time yeah. and stuff like that will never happen on a console just there's a lot of dumb but really fun things you can do through pc gaming damascus is already saying i'm wrong let's hear it tell me i'm wrong what well, game can you do that on and don't say minecraft i think he's saying wrong to the fact that mods are dumb okay skyrim well so skyrim has mods skyrim has cool mods like Which what? What are the mods on... for them, though? Oh, dude, there's no on console, though. Oh, none. He, he. I think what he's saying wrong to is that mods are dumb. I think what Damascus oh, is okay. saying okay. is no, mods are fucking cool. But yes, Tanner, you can only do them on PC. 
which would only bolster our argument that PC master race is the correct um, view to have on this on this topic. But uh, Damascus will clear him clear it up. Uh, Jake down with the fucking fire sub. Jake down. It's an honor. It's a privilege. I'm humbled. Welcome to this small but vibrant and extremely humble community, and thank you for the sub, dude. I'm glad you stopped by, brother. Uh, Bloodless says, what I'm really excited about for next gen is their optimization for PCIe Gen 4 SSDs. Currently only Ryzen 3000 processors support these SSDs, which are about 2.5 times faster than the current SSDs. I've never given a fuck about SSD speed because my games boot quickly enough. My operating system launches quickly enough. Uh, my PC restarts quickly enough. And having a faster SSD, as far as I understand, is not going to make my frame rates higher. So it would definitely be nice to launch your game more quickly, but it's not like a deal breaker for me. It's not as exciting in the same way as having a better graphics card which on which I can push more frames is. Go ahead. Yeah, Tanner. I don't see how they could be that much better. Like my PC boots up in like 16 seconds. How Yours is super fast. Yeah. And that's that's going through me even having to sign in with a password. Like I don't see how consoles even if the SSDs are that fast are really going to make any difference or if they're actually going to translate. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um on on PC you can't utilize the 5 gig read speeds. So you won't notice a difference. However, next gen seems to be able to take full advantage of these new drives. So console should have faster load times than PC. Yeah, maybe. Like, dude, I could throw that into the pro console camp. And I would still tell you to suck my fat white cock. Because who cares? If I get... Like, again, like Tanner said, he boots his... He turns off his PC, turns it back on, and is back logged into his user account. In a total of... 15 seconds so if you can shave that down to 10 it's not worth buying a fucking console to get that down to 10 just doesn't matter that much you know like if, if you're telling me like oh consoles are going to push more frames than pc i would say a console is a computer so whatever it's using i can also just put in a pc my goddamn self because again let me remind you twitch chat consoles are computers so it is impossible for a console to ever perform better than a PC because whatever fucking dumb part you put in a console, you can put into a PC because they're both computer parts because they're both computers. So let's see. Um, so which leads to our final kind of topic here, which is in case you haven't caught on to this, build a fucking PC, build a PC. Now, let me start with point number one here. Every adult in the developed world, that's you, listener, because if you're listening to a podcast about Call of Duty, spoiler alert, surprise, bitch, you're not only in the developed world, but you're in the top 1% of wealth holders in the entire planet Earth. And if we use historical standards, you're in the top one-tenth of one-tenth of 1% of wealth earners of all human beings to have ever existed in the known universe. 
you're incredibly wealthy. So, first of all, in case you're sad that you live in a fucking studio apartment, rein it in, bitch. Because you're living better than the fucking richest man on earth of 300 years ago. Far better. So let's start there. Have some perspective. Secondly, if you're one of these adults who is in the circumstance of being able to take the time to listen to the Drop Shot, a Call of Duty podcast, the hottest podcast in gaming, then you need a computer. You need a PC. And if you're listening to this, in all likelihood, you already have a computer. Now, maybe you also have a console, but you do have a computer that you can do other things on besides gaming. So... Let's start with this supposition. Instead of buying a second computer with garbage specs or arguably decent specs, as Bloodless has pointed out, again, this isn't Linus Tech Tips, so I don't fucking know, but I know they're not as good as a current PC. I know that. And it's not upgradable, and you can't overclock it. And you're going to be forcefully downthrottled by a third party over which you have no control. Um, instead of doing that, buying this second shit computer, why not just upgrade the computer you already have and make it gaming capable? So one issue that, a, that plenty of people raise is, oh, well, gaming PCs are super expensive and I'd rather spend $600 on a PS5 than $3,000 on a gaming PC. And I would say to you, kind of a fair point, kind of not. Kind of not. Because I have never spent $3,000 on a gaming PC. Now you might say to me in response, well, Raz, I'm looking at your specs. And if I, if I total these up, it is way more than $3,000. And I would say, yeah, of course it is, because my machine's insane. But I didn't buy it all at the same time. I've been gaming on PC for probably 15 years now. And the way, and this is the beauty of having a gaming PC, is that you can upgrade things modularly one at a time. So let's say I have all these components in a PC. Let's say it's not a gaming PC. Let's say you've never gamed on PC before. So you just have a PC. What you do is you, you list all of your components and then you rank, you rank order them from best performing to worst performing for games. Take that worst component and replace it with a good gaming capable component. So let's say you have an onboard graphics card. You don't have an external graphics card. As far as gaming is concerned, that's your worst component. So we'll start there. So you're going to go buy a um, an external GPU, a 2060 Super maybe. It's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks, but you don't have to buy the whole gaming PC at once. So you buy that graphics card. You put it in your fucking computer and then you wait a couple weeks till your next paycheck and then you can upgrade the next worst thing on your list. 
which maybe is your RAM. You have eight gigs of, G of DDR3 RAM. So you say, well, I need more than that. So you go buy 32 gigs of DDR4. And then you upgrade that. And that's gonna that's even less than a couple hundred bucks. That's probably a hundred bucks, if that. Um, and then you slap that bitch in there. And then you wait a couple weeks, so you have a couple more dollars. And by now you can already play games. You're not gonna play with the best frames, depending on your other components, but you'll be able to do something. You'll be able to have fun. And then a couple weeks later, you get your next paycheck. You've been saving some money. Christmas comes around. You have some more cash. You look at your component list again, and since you've upgraded those two worst components, you have a new worst component. Maybe it's your processor. So then you get a new processor. And then you do this two or three times, or four or five times, depending on the state of your computer. And then all of a sudden, you have a $3,000 gaming demon, sh demon machine like I do. And now you're, you're never going to have to drop... $600 like that for a gaming console. It doesn't work like that. Because then you just start upgrading parts as you need them. And that's how I've lived for 15 years since I've started gaming on PC. You don't need to upgrade everything at one time. That's one of the big beauties of a PC. You upgrade shit one at a time. It's not that costly. It's only costly when you have this view of the entire system as a whole. But unless you're fucking balling out of control, you're not going to buy a gaming PC with the best parts all at once. You could. I support that. If you can, do it, dude. That's fantastic. You'll have a fucking blast your first day. You, you go from your Intel Pentium 4 processor to a fucking 2080 Ti SLI, and you're just pushing 400 frames, 320 hertz, just dunking on kids. That would be great, but most of us don't have that kind of money. But you don't need that kind of money. That's my point. What do you, you've done the same thing, roughly, right, Tanner? Like, when did you start gaming on PC? My first computer. I want to say I was probably a freshman in high school. Like, no, I, I think it was eighth grade going into uh, ninth grade. But it, it's weird because I look back now. And I remember it so vividly. I had like talked to my mom. I was like, I want to get a gaming computer. She was like, you know, I, I told her how expensive. I was like, it's going to be like a grand. You know, I already have the parts picked out. I can build it myself. She had her doubts, you know, about you're not, how are you going to build it yourself? Because it sounds very difficult. Oh, my God, I'm going to build a computer. Like some people literally think like, oh, my God, like you're soldering wires. <laughs> hey, I'm fucking plugging something in like to Legos. something else. It's like extremely simple, especially yeah. once you build one. So it's not hard, but it's a moment that I like still remember. And I remember like my mom even telling me, she's like, okay, like it's, it's going to be a Christmas gift and a birthday gift. Cause it's expensive. I was like, okay, let's do it. And I remember her. I still remember like where she was sitting in my room and I was sitting in the chair and she handed me the credit card. And I was like, this is the total. Can I order it? And she's like, okay, order it. And that was my gift. And that was the start of it. And it gives you. It gives you like a whole new hobby too, and it opens up other windows. You know, you may find something you like from building your computer. Hey, you may decide you like working on computers and you want to go into that field. You want to be a programmer. You want to do stuff like that. It just opens up so many more possibilities than just gaming. There's Absolutely just so many things you can do. Absolutely true. But 
and then my next question would be so you so you were a unique case because you were in eighth grade so you didn't have a, a pc to to start improving upon but most people do that are adults which is the which is the community i'm preaching to now but even let's put that aside once you spent this one thousand dollars you had a pc did you ever drop a thousand dollars at once ever again not for a very long time i like you said i kept that same case i kept the same motherboard the next thing i upgraded was probably the graphics card then the cpu then maybe you know five or six years down the road here's the other thing we don't just upgrade the parts because we have to like yeah like damascus just said but also don't for pc components upgrade about every six months so you're constantly upgrading in small increments no we're only doing that because it's something we like to do and we're on our computers all the time it's so, like i don't care if i spend a bunch of money on them we don't have to upgrade you them. don't we have choose to. to exactly i could yeah Great point. like Great my, point. my same computer i was playing black ops 4 with last year i dumped like probably 900 into it before modern warfare because i wanted to get it prepped and i wanted to have you know, no lag and good frame rate. I could have played with my PC from six years ago at 60 frames per second on this game. You Which know, would be the, the equivalent specs, of a console, by the way. Yeah, the, the minimum specs aren't high for this game. Like, we upgrade it because it's more of a hobby. And it's just something we like to do and want to do. And so we're like, oh, fuck it. I'll spend $500 and upgrade. Like me, I'm waiting right now for the next-gen Intel CPUs to come out to see what the pricing is going to be to determine if I want to buy one or what I want to do. Do I need one? Absolutely not, but did I just get a check signed from Donald Trump for $1,200? I sure fucked in. So let's blow it, huh? Yes, exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. All excellent points. And yeah, like, we, I mean, you could look at my system or Tanner's system and think, fuck, that is too expensive. Maybe it is for you, dude, and that's fine. But you also have to understand, my PC compared to a PS4... Compared to your favorite console streamer, my computer versus theirs literally does three times the performance. Literally. More than that, actually. No, it's like four. It's like probably four times. It's like four times the performance. They push 60 frames. I push anywhere from, depends on the map, 210 to 280 like, how much better does my... And you guys can't really tell because when you stream, you stream at 60 frames per second, and that is a that is a restraint of internet. The tw internet in general, not just my internet. But you can't send all of that data through internet, period. Even if you have Google Fiber, Twitch's servers can't upload fucking 300 frame per second gameplay. So, like, the experience I have playing the game... How smooth it looks, how good it looks, uh, how clearly I can track things and shit like that is so much fucking better than a console player's. So you might be looking like, wow, it's so much more expensive to play the same game. It's like, no, it's not. Because we're not playing the same game. It's the same title, but my experience is vastly, vastly superior to a console player's experience. Because I have the capability of upgrading my system, whereas the console player, which is to say the pre-built computer player, because it's a computer, they don't have the capability to upgrade. It's not, it's not allowed for them to do. So you could, buy, you could be a PC gamer 
and only build a system that pushes 60 frames. That's fine. But that is still preferable to a console because you can use your computer that has the exact same performance capabilities as a console to, to play video games and to also do other things for you. Render videos, download shit, write emails, etc. I mean, all of us use computers all the time for all kinds of things. School, uh, fucking logging into your portal to turn in homework assignments. Like, if you're going to have a computer anyway, why not make that gaming capable so that you can increase the gaming capabilities to be equal to or better than a console, but you can also use all of those capabilities that you've unlocked to game. You can have auxiliary benefits. And another thing people say is like, oh, well, maybe, um, you know, I really like using a controller and I don't want to give up on that because using a mouse is super hard. First of all, we're going to get into that discussion. But second of all, you can use a controller on a PC. I could plug an Xbox controller into my PC right now. I'll get aim assist. I can plug a scuff into my PC right now. I'll get aim assist and I'll have the exact same experience as far as my input goes as a console player. But I'll also be able to max out my FOV and push 240 plus frames which is strictly better than a console. So these streamers, dude, I don't understand it. Like if I was Swag, for example, I really like Swag, console player, and he likes to use a controller. That's fine, whatever. You have more money than God. Why, don't, why doesn't he buy a PC and then plug his controller into it so he still gets aim assist, but he also gets to push 300... He could push fucking 500 frames with all the money this guy has. He could do a quad 2080 Ti with like a work a work server fucking capable CPU and then play that way. I don't understand why all of those dudes don't do that. These like famous console players, I don't understand it. But My they could. isn't as strong on PC, that's why. In, in this game, apparently it's pretty buggy and it doesn't work half the time, and that's the main reason why a lot of them don't do it. A lot sense. of them have switched, though. A lot of the big streamers that used to play console that kind of just, you know, they stream all video games, um, a lot of them have switched lately. But I know certain ones always complain about the aim assist isn't as good and... You know, th that's probably something that'll be upgraded in the next-gen console, but in its current state, I believe that's why people aren't changing. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know that, but that would explain it. So let me catch up on chat here. But even if that's true, by the way, that's not an argument for console. That just means Modern Warfare can't do anything right, which, trust me, brother, I'm right there with you. But if you're going to be playing on one computer or console, which is a computer, for five years to come, don't. Don't make that decision based on one game title that has a one-year life cycle, and it's only like seven more months of a life cycle now. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Cameron Hill, thank you for the follow, young man. I appreciate you. I do play with keyboard and mouse. Uh, I get 70 to 90 FPS on Warzone with high settings, but my game lags out on normal multiplayer. Interesting. Interesting. Might be your internet, but I'm not sure. I would have to, I would need a lot more information to diagnose that. It's a full release too. Game of the year. 
I could return my GPU. I know. I could return my GPU alone and buy two PS5s. What the fuck kind of GPU do you have, dude? That must be like a G twenty eighty Ti, doesn't he? Yeah, it could be a twenty eighty Ti. Yeah. Yeah, because you had talked about buying. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you get what you pay for. A twenty eighty Ti can easily push three hundred plus frames consistently on any map in this game. Uh, let's see. Tried keyboard and mouse. Find it too hard sprinting around the map and doing shit. Cameron, if you played with it more, you would get used to it. I promise you. But we're going to get into that a little bit here. Big Pro plug controller into PC to play in console lobbies. Yeah, you could use... Because, yeah, cross... Uh, um, What's it called? What is it called? Cross-platform... Q, whatever. That is input-based. It's not system-based. So if you plug a controller into a PC, you can get all controller lobbies, and they're all on console, and then you can just max your FOV and fucking dunk on kids. Um, recoil control is so easy with mouse. I don't know if it's easier or harder Both. than than, uh, than a mouse or than a than a uh, than aim assist, I should say. Everything's easier with a mouse, but the great equalizer is aim assist. And then aim assist becomes more and more important the farther away the target is because you have a machine aiming for you, which doesn't make mistakes ever. And it becomes more important when the targets or when the players have more and more health because the more health you have, the more important it is to aim sh or to land shots. And the more important it is to land shots, the more important being able to stick to your target becomes and nothing sticks to a target better than a machine no matter how well you aim as a human being so aim assist becomes better and better the higher player health totals are which is to say the higher time the kill is and the farther and farther enemies away enemies are away because as the target gets smaller it's more difficult for a human being to track that target but a machine has no such problems. A machine doesn't even have to see the target on the screen and it can stick to it if it wants to. So that's why aim assist is really a lot better in Warzone than it is in multiplayer. Nade shots on PC now? That makes sense. Does he still play with a controller? I would assume all these guys do. I wasn't for a while. I think he just switched back to controller, but he's still on PC. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, I'm getting a sleeve for my thumb. <laughs> Damascus, I'm sure. Well played, dude. Pros and cons for controller on PC. There would there would be... That's an interesting topic, actually. I could get into that, but we'll save that for another episode. Maybe slap that into uh, the Q&A, and we'll, we'll hit it next time we do a Q&A sesh. I don't get how pros play on such low sense. Uh, here's how I'll show you, dude. Look at how big my mouse pad is. This is why you play on low sense because you can make small adjustments really easy and reliably. And then if you need to make a big adjustment, you can just throw your mouse across the screen. Um, that's how they play on really low sense. It is super awkward at first though, but eventually you get used to it. God damn it. My fucking webcam froze again. Son of a bitch. 
right, anyway. Uh, Tanner, go ahead and take the next point here, brother. Wait, which one are we on? Are we on building I'm, a system now? I'm not sure. But figure it, figure it out. Uh, yeah, we'll go to building a system. Okay, so building a system is a pain in the ass. However, even if it takes you six hours, keep these things in mind. Once it's built, you're done. At least until you want to upgrade it a couple of years later. There's no upkeep, so it's just a one-time task. That gets very annoying. Computers are tedious. Um, believe me, one time Raz was doing something not that long ago. I swear to God, it was like plugging in a mic or something, and four hours later, he finally had it figured Dude, out. What, what was that? what was that? I don't know. It was right when this game came out, I think. You were getting things prepped. or it, It's fucking annoying. Real though, quick, but stuff though, like that happened. A real quick point on this. I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to this stuff. So in all likelihood, you'll be better at doing these things than I am. So, okay, go yeah. on. Yeah. Um, it's a worthy investment of time for how much value you'll get out of the machine for years. And again, you know, it's value at a higher standard. We don't have to upgrade these parts. I could build a $600 gaming computer, maybe, just the computer, I'm not talking monitors and whatnot, and push 60 frames on this game. Yeah, for sure. We upgrade it because we want to never lag, ever. Because it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Is this where you are, Tanner? Uh, Yes. Start that one. Okay. I'll so, be right back, actually. So, yeah, go, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, another thing is, yeah, it is a pain in the ass to build one, for sure. But um, once you've done it, like, you're done. You're done. So even if it's like you're dreading spending the six hours or whatever that it takes to put the computer together and it's a huge pain in your ass. After that six hours is over and it's built, you never have to do that again. Like it's just a one-time investment of a lot of time. Maybe you're gonna have to throw away one afternoon, which is super annoying and it's not fun. And by the way, if you're, if you have a brain in your skull, it doesn't take that long. I'm just really bad at these things, so it takes me that long. But once you're done with it, you're done forever. Like, there's no upkeep. Once the, once the machine's put together and it works, you never have to do that again. So you're just done. So it's one afternoon to have years and years and years and years and years of value. Years and years of value. And then when you want to upgrade one part at a time, like I was saying, it's very easy to do. It's very easy to do. Because you've, you've already spent the hours you needed to put it together. So then when you need to switch out the, the GPU, you remember having to initially install it. And then it takes you two seconds. Because it really is very easy once you know what you're doing. So. Um, and it's 2020, bitch. Go on YouTube. It's very easy to figure out. If you have any question about anything, not even computer related, and again, it's 2020, you should know this by now, just go on YouTube and there's a guide for exactly the thing you're having a problem with, or eight. Millions of guides, so it's not that hard to do. Um, and then there are, there are other options, like, uh, what's that Twitter account you were talking about, Tanner? PowerGPU? At PowerGPU. Power yeah. Yeah, so that you can, 
You can employ that guy. You spend like an extra 150 bucks and he builds it for you. And he'll also do all the BIOS updates. He'll update all your drivers. He'll put it together. He'll do all the work. And then when you get the PC in the mail, you plug that bitch in and you're done. And it's just as easy as a console in that case. But you just have to pay a premium of an extra 150 bucks. So if you have the money to do that, that is definitely a good way to go. Because then you don't have to burden afternoon setting it up. Um, and whatever you do, don't go on Amazon or Newegg and buy a pre-built computer. Don't ever do that. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it sounds great. Usually they're not the best deals though for what you're getting. The other thing is nothing is updated. Like what Power GPU says, and he sh he just showed this. He did like a short video, I think last week or something, showing a pre-built computer. Or no, no, no. It was a motherboard that they were putting in somebody's system they were building. It had 12 BIOS updates when they received the motherboard. It needed 12 updates. That's not something pre-built companies are going to do. So this guy builds your computer, but he's ordering all the parts and he assembles it and updates. Pre-built, they're doing nothing. They stick the parts in, they install Windows, they make sure it boots, and they're done. They don't do important updates, they don't check the BIOS, they don't do firmware updates, they yeah. don't ensure things are actually working. They send it out, you get like a 30-day warranty, and you're screwed. Yeah. It'll arrive and it won't work. That happens a lot. It's not worth it. Either build your own or pay somebody who knows what they're doing. That'll also do really good cable management. Therefore, you'll get really good airflow in your case. Plus, it'll look dope with all your RGB lighting because you're a fucking virgin. <laughs> yeah, all good points. All good points. Yeah, you can buy pre-built PCs. Don't do it from Amazon or fucking Walmart, though. Go to these. There are plenty of people that'll do this. Power GPU is a good dude to do it from on Twitter. Uh, I would recommend him strongly. And it doesn't get much cheaper than that guy for all the all the shit he does for you. But there are other boutique-type stores that will do this. They'll assemble oh. the computer for you, and they'll update the fuck out of it. So Yeah. And one more thing um, I want to touch on there is you don't have to know anything about a computer. You send them an email, basically. You talk to these people, and you say, I want to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They say, okay, what's your total budget? You say $1,000, and they say, oh, yeah, of course. We can build you a decent gaming computer for that price. Sure. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to know any parts. He builds it and you game. Yeah, it's actually really cool because if you I looked at his website and uh, you go to the website and it says it says like, give me your name, your email, your phone number. And then there's a field that says. To, oh, and the, one of the fields is like how much you like what the maximum you'll want to spend is. And then there's just a field that says, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? So then if you write, I want to play Minecraft, and you put your budget as $3,000, he's going to say, listen, kid, we don't need to spend $3,000 to build a Minecraft PC. So let's just rein it the fuck in. I'll do this for you, and I'm going to charge you the extra 150 plus parts for the labor. But uh, you're only going to need to spend 600 plus 150 or if you write in that field, I want to play Modern Warfare Battle Royale at 350 frames and also stream on that same system in 4K. Then he's going to say, okay, well, we're going to spend all that 
budget of yours, or we might need to even spend a little bit more. But you don't need to know anything about PCs because he's going to take your goals and then he's going to, as an expert, he's going to pick the parts you need for you based on the goals you're trying to accomplish. So anyway, quick little ad for that dude. He seems like a good dude. So shout out to him. Um, but I mean, he's probably not the only person who does this. So he does it online. He'll ship most places on planet Earth. Uh, but if for whatever reason you wanted to go with someone else, I'm sure there are plenty of other boutique type uh, stores that will do the same thing. So, um, so that is another option if you don't want to actually build it yourself. But you certainly could build it yourself. Worst case scenario, it takes you a couple hours, but then you're done forever. Itchy, what's up, young young king? And that's why I'm the expert, yeah. And that's another thing, too. Once you bought, like Tanner kind of alluded to this, once you start doing this PC thing, you actually get super interested in it, and then you'll learn a lot of shit as you go, and then you'll become somewhat of an expert, like Itchy here, who's a classic example. Uh, let's see. Blood, thank you for bringing that up. I, had no, I just had to Google. I had no idea we had micro centers by us. I thought they were like on the East Coast or something. There's one in Tustin, and I've always heard really good things about that place. Like you can walk in there, and they have all the parts to build the gaming PC. And it's a chain place. Yeah, that's cool. I wonder how their pricing is. Um, hit the second one, Tanner. I'm going to wrangle my massive white cock out of my shorts and then pee into my toilet with it. So I'll be right back. So second big downside is you're going to have to learn how to aim with your mouse. Um, there's no way around it. Your first time playing a first-person shooter with a mouse without aim assist, you're going to be... Let me just say exactly what Raz wrote here. You're going to be a complete fucking dog shit, worthless idiot bitch kid. And he's right. You are going to be horrible playing on a mouse and keyboard for the first time. It's going to take you a long time to get used to it. Let's we Raz and I were talking about this yesterday. Let me give you an example. If I handed my 62-year-old dad a controller and he started playing Modern Warfare and then I put him on keyboard and mouse, he would do way better on a controller. It's just less room for error and it doesn't take much practice, honestly. I mean, obviously to get good, it takes a lot of hours. I'm not saying console players are bad. You guys have the ability to be good players as well. Um, it's just to become good on PC. I mean, it takes years. Raz has been playing first person shooters for like two years now. And like what he's saying though, he's still improving and still getting better. And it just takes a really long time. And I mean, in two years from now, he'll be even better at first person shooters. And that's how playing on a PC is. Um, but to start with for a long time, you're going to be really bad and you're going to hate it. Uh, the next tip he had here, or the downside, was you need to set a mouse sensitivity that's within the range of pro player sensitivities and never change it. It'll be way lower than what you're comfortable with, but trust the wisdom of your elders. Uh, you'll get used to it. People make that mistake. I did that for a long time of playing too high of a sensitivity. Mm -hmm. But if you're getting shot at and you kind of get scared, you know, somebody pops around a corner, you didn't know they were there. If you, like, move, you fucking twitch out. <laughs> You're doing a 180 on high sense. On low sense, you don't have that issue. Yeah. And you know, at long ranges, it's just it's much easier to control your aim. Play on a low sensitivity, blood. I'm also talking to you. I saw you wrote your in-game 
fucking sensitivity is 15. That should be about three. So turn it down now. Depends on his DPI, but I largely agree. It was 1500 DPI. That is ins- what? That's blood. Wow. Your KD will go up 1.0 if you turn down your for sure a thousand sensitivity. That's crazy. A thousand. Just percent. Here, look at it this way: every single CS:GO pro that I know of plays on the lowest possible sensitivity. They have to move their mouse like fucking 16 inches to turn around. I think they know what they're doing. For, uh, for sure. So let me, yeah, let me jump in here. So I haven't been playing for two years yet. I've been playing since the middle of Black Ops 4. So I've been playing FPS for... When did I start streaming Black Ops? June? April, May, June. So I've been playing FPS for... Eight months? That doesn't sound right. Maybe a y- less than two years. For sure less than two years. Um, but maybe like a year and a half. Um, and yeah, like like Tanner said, I still feel like I'm improving a lot. I'm not even close to a plateau yet. Like I feel like I'm st- I feel like my rate of improvement is still fairly linear. So what your rate of improvement will be, let me Ah shit. I was gonna uh, never mind. Doesn't matter. But your your rate of improvement roughly is going to be if we start here, it's going to be like pretty fucking slow because you're a dog shit idiot bitch kid, and then it's going to shoot up, and then it's going to go back to like linear for quite a while, quite a while. Um, but don't make the mistake I did by just playing on the default sense because that's what I did. Bo4 was my first shooter on um, PC. And I didn't even bother to like change my sensitivity. So my sensitivity was like 1600 DPI, 15 in game or some shit like that. Just wildly too high. And then eventually I was like, I'm tired of being garbage. Let me figure out the correct sensitivity to play on. So I looked at my favorite streamer, Nate Gibson, or my favorite streamer at the time. I still love Nate Gibson, but Syrian's my new favorite streamer. Besides Tanner Dropshot, twitch.tv slash Tanner Dropshot. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I copied his sensitivity exactly. And then it felt super awkward for a week. And then I started getting used to it. And then I was fucking insane. The main reason low sense is the way to go is because you can make adjustments that are small on screen easily. Because if your sensitivity is really high and you barely turn your mouse, you'll go from being too far left of someone to three paces too far right of someone whereas if your sensitivity is low then you can move your arm quite a bit while moving your mouse slowly to make fine micro adjustments to stay on target and then if you need to make a big sweeping movement you can just fucking chuck your arm across your mouse pad and you'll be able to do it and when you get used to the low sensitivity it feels very natural it's just not going to feel natural at first that's uh that's all that you that's all that you really have to to keep in mind here. So Jedi Knife, what's up, dude? Tim, you just ordered Modern Warfare. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Do they have COD M dub for Mac? Probably not. Uh but no, they do have, they have Sims 4 though. Okay. But they do Macs have um what's it called? Bootleg? No, it's called boot something. Bootstrap. I don't know. Where it's like they're booting from Windows or something. It's like a Windows emulator. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it's garbage, but yeah. It's not. Don't. We should. Hey, 
We should do a whole episode now on how overpriced Macs are. Oh my <laughs> god. How shit they are. We should do an episode on how you should never be buying a Mac computer if you want to buy uh or if you want to play games on it for sure. Yeah, we we could do a whole episode on that. We could do a whole episode on that, but we'll that'll be another time. They build it for like 100 150 bucks at Micro Center. I've blown easily 10 grand if not more at mine. Damn. That's I'll keep that in mind, Itchy. Where's our Micro Center? Uh Tanner. It's in Tustin. I don't know where that is. How I've, far is that? It's like by Anaheim, 30 minute drive at the oh, most. Oh, it's, it's by Anaheim? I've always, oh, yeah, shit. I've always heard such good things about Micro Center. I had no clue there was even one in the state of California. I literally want to just drive there tomorrow and check it out. Let's do a little, do a little shopping spree. I wonder if yeah. they're open. Do they sell N95 they are, masks there? They're already they open. They sure okay. as fuck don't. You already check, okay. They're open. I'll be there waiting when they open. That sounds cheap for that uh, workstation cpu itchy that's cr kind of crazy how important is the cpu to gaming i have an i5 9400f the cpu is relatively important um basically the cpu like prepares bloodless knows more about pcs it sounds like so he can explain if this metaphor is correct or not but basically the the cpu will like put together information and then it'll send that information to your GPU, your graphics card. And then your graphics card will take that information and put it on your monitor. So if your CPU is too slow, it doesn't matter how good your graphics card is because it isn't getting fed the information to display quickly enough because your GPU relies on your CPU to be given that information to then display it on your monitor. But if your CPU is really good or really fast and it can encode really quickly, it can just fucking force feed info to your GPU that can then render and display it on your monitor. So they're both important. Um, I'm not familiar with an i5-9400F, but these are the types of things that you could just like Google and see like PC benchmarks and shit or like uh, best cpu for cod modern warfare it's a 9900k by the way which is what i have um and then you could kind of figure it out but it is it is relatively important the least important like performance component for uh gaming is um the ram as long as you have enough ram you're fine and it's not really going to impact it that much the most important is the gpu and then i would say in between those two is the cpu Pretty new to PC gaming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would just Google shit like that, Cam. You'll learn if you just kind of like poke around the internet and figure it out. Kiss me high sense till I fucking die. Okay, blood. You can... If you want to play worse than your potential, keep playing on high sense. That's your prerogative. But if you want to play better than you're playing now, I don't care how good you are now. If you lowered your sense, you would be playing better. Period. End of discussion. It's that simple. There's no advantage to high sensitivity over low sensitivity. You can turn just as quickly on low sense if you have a big enough mouse pad. And if you don't, then instead of spending $3,000 on a 2080Ti, spend 100 bucks on an IKEA desk that's big enough for a big mouse pad. You fucking idiot. How about that bloodless TV? So keep oh. that in mind. Just go down increments of like one every couple days. 
within a month you'll be at no i disagree with that strongly find a sensitivity that your favorite uh good player plays on go straight to that sensitivity be super uncomfortable playing at that sensitivity for a week deal with it because you're an adult right just deal with it and then you'll get used to it you don't need to fucking dip your toes in the water and go down in increments like a fairy just do it you'll get used to it oh no it feels weird fuck you change the sense you'll get used to it it's the fastest way to just figure it the fuck out and you're going to have to constant, constantly readjust to a new sensitivity if you do it in increments. I think that's I think that's the worst advice Tanner's ever, ever given on the Drop Shot of Call of Duty podcast. I don't know what you said, so try it again. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what he's... I don't know what you I'll said read it. either. Okay, go ahead. Bloodless TV, I've been single for 22 years. I can play high sense since I'm well in tune with my wrist. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. All right. Let's fucking go. Short answer, $200 AMD processor is all you need for the next five years. Yeah. Yeah, CPUs aren't as important for strictly gaming. CPUs become a lot more important if you want to, like, render videos, make videos, or if you want to stream. Then CPUs become quite a bit more important. But by and large, for strictly gaming, they're not super important as long as it's good enough. Gonna sleep. Have a good night, guys. Just follow this account. Hell yeah, Cam. Thanks for stopping by, dude. Thank you for the follow. Have an excellent night. Read my defense for why I play high sense, you fuck nut. Is that... So, Tanner, you already hit that, right? Yeah. His dumb masturbation joke? Okay. Yeah. All right, blood. I well, thought it was a good joke. All right, let's okay. wrap this shit up. It was decent. Yeah, we're about to get into this gunfight, so... Um, and never change it. Okay. So, uh, I think we've thoroughly covered this topic. I could say more on it, but Tanner wants to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare Game of the Year 2019. So, we're going to wrap this bitch up. That's the thing. You could talk for four hours on this if I let you. So, that's why Tanner's here for many reasons, one of which is to rein me the fuck in. So, thank you, Tanner. Um, now. I want to float an idea by you guys, my esteemed listeners of the Drop Shot, a Call of Duty podcast, this small but vibrant and extremely humble community. I want your feedback. We could do a podcast on how to improve on PC. We could get balls deep in this sensitivity issue. We can get balls deep on the type of peripherals you're going to want, um, the mouse pad you want how high your desk should be, where your, what angle your elbow should be at in relationship to your desk. And I'm not saying that to be cute or funny. It's not a meme. I mean that. That is a real thing. There are a bunch of little tweaks you could make as a PC player to improve at first-person shooters and aiming well and stuff. And I'm no fucking authority on this subject. I'm better than average. But I'm not fucking Shroud. But Tanner's way better than average, and I could pick his brain on this topic. And I almost guarantee Tanner's better than everyone listening right now. So we could pick his topic on how to aim better on PC. Itchy's pretty damn good. Itchy is pretty damn good, too. So keep that in mind. But um, regardless, you could 
everyone listening could benefit from that conversation if they're PC players or if they're thinking of becoming PC players. So if you would be interested in a podcast episode devoted to that topic on how to get better on PC, uh, particularly like aiming with the mouse and shit and keybinds and what you should be binding shit to, uh, then let us know and we will make sure to do an episode on that. If you don't give a fuck about that, then don't reach out. And then if I don't hear enough about it, it won't happen. So keep that in mind. Uh, and now we are going to be doing the 3v3 gunfight tournament. Wait, when am I doing this restart? Now? And then are we ending it? Do I come back in and then we end it? Do it now. Get back in Discord. You don't need to get back on GridFam. Bye. Okay. Um, let's see. So yeah, right now, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, stick around. We're going to be doing the 3v3 gunfight tournament for the new AUG blueprint. Uh, so, and Tanner's going to be streaming that. So we're going to raid Tanner, so don't fucking leave. But right now we're just wrapping up the pod. We're wrapping up the pod. So let me hit up chat real quick. Um, aim for a 9 to 12 inch 360 rotation. There's a ton of calculators where you can punch in DPI sense and it tells you how much you're rotating before you hit the 360. The best one I've found is mousesensitivity.com. I think it's hyphenated. Uh, it's fantastic. And it, you can also punch in your sensitivity for your favorite game and then automatically convert it to a different game. So if you figure it out, so you, if you figure it out in Black Ops 4 that your sensitivity is 4 and that's what you're comfortable with, and then a new game comes out like Modern Warfare. You can punch in all your Black Ops 4 settings and then press convert and then it'll tell you what to set your sensitivity as for Modern Warfare. It's also 4, by the way. That's a 1-to-1 conversion. But a lot of games are not a 1-to-1 conversion, so it's really good for that. But um, I don't think that's necessary, what Itchy was saying about the 360 rotation. Um, I think if you just pick your favorite really good Call of Duty player and then you copy their sensitivity their sensitivity is good irrespective of how long it takes for them to do a 360 rotation and then you can get used to that sensitivity and start dunking on kids you certainly could look into how many inches you need for the 360 that's something a lot of mouse aimers talk about um, but I don't think it's strictly necessary I think there are enough really good players that have very similar sensitivities where you could just copy one of theirs and then do really well. Ready, by the way. Okay, so go live, Tanner. I already am. Okay. Uh, Itchy, can we get some hand cams if you do that? I'm not good enough to for fucking hand cams, dude. No one gives a fuck. I mean, I could do it. I have a hand cam. Um, if If more people would actually want to see that. When my internet works again, I could do a hand cam stream or a couple. Um, but I don't think people are going to care that much. Uh, let's see. Man's got to fix his internet first. Exactly. Uh, Jake Tanner's KD is what? What's your weekly KD typically? Like three? Yeah, something like that. When we play ground war, it's usually about 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ground war KDs. Tanner's overall KD is like 2.0. Plus, and that's because he went for Damascus, which significantly lowers your KD. Um, but if he's not going for Damascus, his KD is very high. It's probably around 3.0. 
in all seriousness. My favorite gamer once your sense here, I'll tell you right now. While I'm not very good, my sense is emulated off of Nate Gibson's sense. So if you use that sensitivity, you're using Nate Gibson's sensitivity, which and he's insane at this game and shooters in general. So that's a that my sensitivity is a very good sensitivity to copy. And I went with 1600 DPI because that makes browsing the internet convenient. Because most people do 800 DPI. Because that's what all the CSGO pros did. Because in 2004, 800 DPI mattered a lot more because the sensitivity in-game for CSGO was not as um, incremental as it is for modern games in 2020, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but now that it is, you can just double that DPI so that it's convenient to use your mouse outside of games and then slam your sense down in-game so that you have the same thing with higher DPI. Gabriel, thoroughly enjoyed the pod boys. Some good info. Let me VIP you, Gib. Now that you actually come around. Big, big booty hose. You're such a piece of shit, but you've been modded. What are we do in hand cams? All right. Thank you all for watching. Have an excellent evening. And as always, remember, stay humble. Stay humble. Sports Social Podcast Network.